What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. I was today years old when I learned that there are people who don't believe Helen Keller was a real person and that the whole story was made up. And now the more I think about it, the more questions I have. I have an update on Hairbrushgate. For the first time since Netflix pretty much was invented, their subscribers are dropping like flies. They claim it has to do with the war in Ukraine. Yeah, I'm speechless. Well, not really, not enough to not talk about it. The most shocking moment so far in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, and we'll see what was happening this week in pop culture history with the Pop Culture Rewind. Plus, I'll give you a hint at the end on what the new Spillover episode is about. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. If you still haven't watched Tuesday's episode of Politics, this is one of those times where I'll tell you that you missed some really important stuff that you need to know to be in the loop here on Politics. Cause very long story short, I found a hairbrush that wasn't mine in my boyfriend's car. <laughs> we posted a picture of said brush Tuesday nights. You can see that on the Politics Instagram. But I mean, first of all, I totally believe him, especially because there is no way if he was actually doing anything shady that he would be willing to go take a picture of the brush and then comment back to you guys and stuff. I mean, he would freak out and be all defensive or whatever. You know if I was talking about it, but he's been such a good sport and to know him is to know that he probably didn't ever open some of those doors in his bathroom and never even noticed it before. I mean, he's a man. He owns like three items in his bathroom. One of them is the two-in-one shampoo conditioner thing. It's not like a girl where you're using every bit of space in there. I mean, this is, you just gotta know Nick, okay? Um, are you trying to steal my stuff? The other thing is, have you met me? I think I've talked about how loyalty is the number one thing to me like 30 times on this show in The Spillover. If I ever felt wrong by someone in the slightest, and I truly believed it was an issue, his ass would be to the curb and I would have been flying home ASAP. Also, my best friend Lauren found out about this scenario from the show. I tell her everything. And she was like, Alex, if this was really an issue, you were the most paranoid person on earth. You would have been texting me freaking out. And I didn't, so I will leave you with that. Why are you the way that you are? He's also never given me any reason not to trust him and also we share a location with each other. Trust me, he's not seen anyone else. And he was so worried cute conservatives were gonna be mad at him by me sharing this story, but you guys were super fair and fun about it. Aw, that's sweet. This is crazy. According to Reuters, Netflix lost 200,000 subscribers in its first quarter, falling well short of its forecast of adding 2.5 million subscribers. They suspended their service in Russia after the Ukraine invasion took a toll, resulting in the loss of 700,000 members and their stocks tumbled Tuesday. Just a thought, maybe your racist, woke virtue signaling of canceling service in Russia for absolutely no reason was a stupid idea? I'm not gonna say this in front of your staff. Okay. You're a joke. Netflix says they're blaming inflation and the war on their mass exodus of subscribers. So zero responsibility then for your super weird pandering left-wing content. I'm willing to consider it. 
Besides Netflix's own choice of suspending service in Russia for absolutely no reason, I don't think the war has anything to do with it. I do think inflation does partly, yes. A lot of families right now have had to cut down on those luxury things like streaming services just to scrape by because inflation is screwing us so badly. When Samuel L. Jackson asks what's in my wallet, the answer is ketchup packets. Netflix seems to still be unwilling to consider the possibility that maybe it's their pandering to the left with their content that people don't like. Netflix, I think you just might be the drama. If any of you have canceled your Netflix subscription in the last year, what was the reason? The Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial is going on this week with a jury and everything. You can watch it on something like Court TV if you've got big boomer energy or find clips on TikTok like the rest of us. But here are some of the most shocking revelations in the trial so far. No one, five decades, no one had ever accused Johnny Depp of being abusive of any kind with a woman. For her own personal benefit, Amber Heard forever changed Mr. Depp's life and reputation. You have a message for your fans right now, Mr. Depp. I'm scared to death. And I will see you in court. To set the scene. The whole reason for this defamation trial is because Johnny is suing Amber for $50 million for a Washington Post op-ed that she wrote in 2018. She described herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse, and everyone knew that she was really alleging Johnny as the one who did it, even though the article never mentioned him by name. Sticks and stones, love. This week, Johnny testified in court for like four hours and detailed just how much violence his childhood had in it at the hands of his mother. Apparently, she was physically, verbally, and psychologically abusive, and all of that gave him a reason to want to be a totally different person from what he knew as a kid. Growing up, his mother ruled everything, and his father apparently never got violent with her or fed into the abuse. Of course, this is all what he's alleging, but it does sound like there are similarities between the mother he knew and the wife Amber became. At one point, he said about Amber, it was sort of a rapid fire, sort of endless parade of insults. He said that he wasn't allowed to use his voice at all and that, quote, there were times when I would just go and lock myself in the bathroom or anywhere that she couldn't get into. As your attorney, I advise you to rent a very fast car with no top. Another detail we learned in this insane trial, Johnny famously had Winona Forever tattooed on him. For those of you that don't know, he had a huge romance with Winona Ryder, the mom in Stranger Things. Anyway, he eventually changed the tattoo to say Wino Forever, and that tattoo is something he claims Amber mocked him for. Amber originally said that Johnny slapped her for the first time over the tattoo, but Johnny insists that assaulting her over making fun of a tattoo legit makes no sense, and to be honest, I agree with him. Oh, this? Uh-huh. That's my credo. No regrets. Johnny hasn't been the only person to testify. Amber's assistant testified and basically painted Amber to be the worst star that you could ever work for. Not a good look for Amber. On the assistant's birthday, Amber was texting her things she needed and she said, could I please just have my birthday? And Amber was like, well, how was I supposed to know it's your birthday? And apparently she even spit in her face. Like that in and of itself is abuse. So to think this woman is squeaky clean and incapable of berating or even assaulting another person is in my opinion, absurd. And I specifically remember standing in her office where she leapt up out of her chair, put her face approximately four inches from my face. She was spitting in my face and telling me how dare I ask for the salary I was asking for, which was in fact approximately half of my regular annual salary. I was offering her that as a favor and she felt 
she felt that gave her the right to spit in my face. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like this trial isn't getting nearly as much coverage as it could, especially given Johnny is a huge actor, A-list star. Maybe that's because the whole believe all women mentality that Amber was probably banking on is sort of being challenged. Regardless, this whole thing is straight Hollywood drama with a bunch of juicy details from their marriage. And I think I'm here for it. Actually, I know I am. Like this moment from the trial that went viral. She told me she didn't like hanging out in his house with his friends because it, it was boring and they were all old men playing guitars and it wasn't interesting to her. It's very possible Johnny was a guy who just wanted to chill and enjoy the success of a long, amazing career. And Amber was this entitled B-list actress who thought that she was marrying power, but really just married a chill celebrity dad? Some are saying that he is putting on the act of his life, but I'm not so sure. Conservative court, what do you think? Did Johnny find the abuse of his mother and Amber, or is this a couple that was never right for each other? Here's a photograph of the bed, our bed, um, and on my side of the bed was human fecal matter. So I understood why it wasn't a good time to go down there. What was happening this week in history? I've got the details for you in Pop Culture Rewind. This week in 1993 at Mount Carmel in Waco, Texas, the FBI launched a tear gas assault on the Branch Davidian compound, ending with a fire that killed 81 members, including 22 children. The story is tragic, has so many complexities to it. If you're a fan of this kind of story, I did an entire deep dive evergreen episode, a little pop doc, just YouTube, Poplitics Waco. On April 19th, 1993, tanks rolled in and punched holes in its walls and deposited nearly 400 canisters of tear gas inside the building. Several hours later, a fire broke out. This far out of the country without fire hydrants, you have to haul all of your water. It's just a, a very bad scenario here at this point. Winds fanned the flames and reduced the entire property to ash within an hour. Then, in 1999 this week, another tragedy struck. At Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado, students Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris killed 13 people and wounded 23 more before killing themselves. This was one of the, if not the, first huge story in the news that I remember. I remember being, oh gosh, I don't know, around six years old. Let's see, I was born in 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. Yep, I still count on my fingers. I remember being six years old and seeing a little bit of this on the news and my mom talking about it. And then I remember us reading this book in church about this and it was called like, She Said Yes, allegedly some girl. They asked her, do you love Jesus or something? She said yes and then they shot her. But then I feel like, I'm remembering vaguely hearing that that whole story was made up later. I don't know, do you know what I'm talking about? If you grew up like in church in the 90s, then you might know. She actually wrote, she said, uh, I'm dying. Rachel Scott, the first to be gunned down at Columbine. Yet the year before she died, she wrote, this will be my last year, Lord, thank you. We were stunned. And after her death, that horrible day in 1999, her dad's phone rang. I got a phone call from a man I'd never met, and he said, uh, I don't know why I'm having this dream, but I wanted to talk to someone in Rachel's family just to see if maybe it meant something. On a lighter note, years later on this week in 2008, Danica Patrick became the first woman to win an IndyCar race. And then it all began. When can you win? When can you win? Well, now Danica Patrick has won. Gonna make that long plane ride home for over unless she's got tears coming to her eyes. 
of 14 hours back to the United States a little easier for Danica Patrick. Ticket sales at Kansas just went up. Jackaroo, it's all yours. And that's what happened this week in pop culture history. Do not forget, tonight at midnight Eastern and 9 p.m. Pacific, a new episode of The Spillover will come out. This time, someone you know very well is on the hot seat being exposed for, well, pretty much everything. The good, the bad, and the ugly of their life. Things they've never shared with the public. Everything from experiencing suicidal thoughts to insecurities to nasty breakups and even how they are responsible for discovering one of the biggest true crime podcasters in the world but have never gotten credit. This person is in the conservative movement and under 30. Any guesses? If you live anywhere close to Liberty University, I hope I'll see you at the Culture of Life pro-life fashion show and event Friday. I am so sorry, but because I have to travel today and tomorrow, the next episode of Politics will be next Tuesday. Watch the White Hot Abercrombie documentary I told you about and listen to this new episode of The Spillover because it was very nerve wracking for this person to share those secrets. Tap the heart or the thumbs up depending on where you're watching. If you've canceled your Netflix subscription in the past year, what was the reason? Woke content, financial, share with the class. Have you been watching the Johnny Depp trial at all? How do you predict it will end? Will he win or lose? And who do you think the guest on The Spillover is this week? DM this episode to your mom, ask her if Helen Keller was actually a real person and see what she says and then hit that save button on Instagram. We're back next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark and this is Politics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Politics experience to follow us on Instagram at Politics, where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.